Listen up, partner. Word around here is that the Merrick Gunfighter Alliance is rolling through the inner sphere. Reckon those pilots came in from the Free Worlds League. You hearing me, son? The gunfighters have proven themselves on the battlefield. Ain't no way around it. They fill in any role for all Merrick units, from scout to assault, and with prompt, deadly support, I tell you. Now, there are two kinds of people here in MWO. The ones with loaded guns and the ones in a smoking mech heap. Which one are you? Join us at MerrickGunfighterAlliance.Engine.com and find out what it takes to be a gunfighter. Max Devs and Beer is recorded in front of a live studio audience and is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from Outreach Studios, you're listening to the Mechs, Devs, and Beer Podcast, a No Guts, No Galaxy special featuring your hosts, Phil and Darren. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy, Mechs, Devs, and Beer Podcast number three. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It is November 16th, 2012, and my shout-out is going to go to someone out in, I would say, uh, our normal audience is uh, Dustin Baker. He goes by a certain alias. I just want to say, man, hey, I can't wait to see your artwork. Uh, really looking forward to the caricatures you're doing for NGNG, and I appreciate all the hard work, and uh, take care of your family, bud, first. Yes, sir, and of course, love the uh, Duncan Fisher bobblehead. Uh, this is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil, and my shout-out today goes to third-person view. Ha, ha, ha. I love third-person. Oh, are we talking about the view or the person? <laughs> I'm confused. Fan the flames. Fan the flames. Yes, it seems last Mech's Devs and Beer with Russ uh, stirred some stirred some emotions, I think, is the Stirred easiest. some poo-poo. Yeah, I think... Uh, pulled some heartstrings of a few individuals but anyways i just want to say welcome to all of our live studio audience thank you for coming out here and of course to all of our new listeners and to our guest who we have on the show but before we get to our guests i just wanted to say we ask that if you have the ability to help support ngng uh you know set up a reoccurring donation or again just listen spread the wealth get our get our name out there let you can also know spread the word the show Yes, uh, check out, give us feedback on uh, the website itself as far as the uh, Mech of the Week uh, for our regular NGNG podcast and also community questions, which if you have questions regarding, um, you know, MechWare Online or tactics, you can always post them up and we'll try to get you the answers as quick as possible. All right, and so tonight we actually have two special guests. Uh, We've already met one before, Chris, as I like to call him. Clorox, uh, Clarou, and James Romanchuk from Roadhouse Interactive, the designers and game developers. I, what do you guys prefer? Designers, game developers, game designers? Studio. Oh, you mean for Roadhouse or us personally? Because, you know, we prefer evil overlords. For Roadhouse. Would you guys say you're the studio producing MechWarrior Tactics? Is that correct? We're the development house. There we go. Development house. I was going to say, because in, in the industry, things have shifted. You don't use programmer. You know, that's sort of like slapping someone in the face. You're so old-fashioned, I'm just letting you know what I've learned recently. So, apparently, you know, you get punched in the... Yeah, anyways. 
Anyways, I just wanted to say welcome again, Chris. Uh, thank you for being on the show again. And uh, James, sorry we missed you last time. Apparently we had some technical difficulties. And, well, Chris told you to take a take a hike. That's that's what we heard anyway. Yeah, we had a wrestle for the headset, and Chris is much bigger than me. So, yeah. Just go low on him next time. Just punch him right Next time, play uh, rock, paper, PPCs. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, so apparently, Chris, you actually brought the beer tonight. Is that is that correct? Uh, we brought many, many beers because this this podcast <laughs> also coincides with our Friday beer event at Roadhouse. So oh yeah, a couple flats kind of chilling in the fridge right now. So I know uh, a particular individual uh, QA. I'm just saying I, I, I've heard Vancouver's awesome. I'd love to come up there. So if you need anybody, just let me know. Um, anyways, so. Your title, obviously, at Roadhouse is uh, Game Director, um, Chris, and James, you're the producer. Uh, James, can you explain what the difference is, you know, someone out there who doesn't really know what producer means in the game industry or specifically for Roadhouse Interactive? Well, producer is a bit of a catch-all title for uh, for um, MB Development Studio, and they sort of define that role differently. Uh, for me at Roadhouse, I am sort of like the... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm Chris's leg breaker, really. Uh, that's what it amounts to. I make sure that people do what Chris wants them to do. That should so be your official title. Uh, uh, team leg breaker? I would, I would, I would, that'd be fantastic. If I got a bat and some you know, uh, proper authority to do so, I think that would make the team work harder and faster. And It's all any... fun and games until James smacks you in the side of the head with a Nerf baseball bat. Yeah, Nerf. Yeah. Is nerf, it anything really. like a producer and director for, say, like a movie or a show or something? I don't really secure any funding or funds. I do write a lot of documents um, and I do talk to the clients, but typically in movies, producers are money people for the most part. Money's good. But that's not James's role. So why don't uh, each of you give us like a brief description of your role and uh, what you guys do? If someone has no idea who Roadhouse is or what Mechware Tactics is, what do you do there at Roadhouse for Mechware Tactics? All right, I'll chime in uh, with my role in terms of game director. Uh, just a bit of history. I started off as the senior designer for this project. We didn't really have a director per se, but then I was promoted into that position being the person to champion the overall design and the vision for the game. I've carried it pretty much the whole time. Um, in, in terms of it being in my head and knowing exactly what the game should be and facilitating the design. Because design doesn't exist solely on one person. Uh, it doesn't even exist solely within the design team, per se. They are the champions of it. They are the molders and shapers of it. But design comes from everywhere in the studio, and we're very open towards uh, listening to people on the team, in external teams, even you know soliciting feedback from community it's really just kind of my primary responsibility is taking all of that feedback, weighing it, shaping it against the future of the game, what it needs to be, uh, what the client wants it to be, what we want it to be, and what ultimately is going to be successful. I was going to say that depending on the size of your team also determines how many roles you might have to take on. Is that correct? So um, how many how many people do you have there at Roadhouse? At Roadhouse or on the team? Because at Roadhouse, we are continually growing. It fluctuates from six to eight people. It's hard to keep track. But our team's around 13 people, I would say. Okay, so you're, I would say, a relatively small uh, group compared to... Um... Larger groups? 
Yes, smaller than large oops, yes. <laughs> so, uh, what is, if, if you guys don't mind uh, giving us a little info, um, what is your, each of you, and you can, whoever wants to go first can, um, what is your background and your education in regards to the gaming industry? Like, how did you get into the gaming industry? Um, I came kind of back way um, to the gaming industry. I was trained as an artist, went to fine art school and drew and made my living drawing for quite a while. I jumped into the animation industry out here in Vancouver and somehow ended up doing a lot of games for them. You know, sort of little flash games that sort of uh, just uh, supported our main titles. And then I ended up getting into art directing and then eventually into more of a production role in the animation industry and making games. And then my experience landed me a job here at Roadhouse, which was fantastic. Excellent. Chris, what about you? Uh, let me see. I have been a game designer, self-proclaimed game designer since I was a wee lad, um, starting with board games and just doing things kind of hobbyist since I'm probably seven years old and always wanted to be a game designer. Um, my educational path led me slightly away from that, having a undergrad degree in computer science. So I took more of the, the technical route, which led me through then to doing QA. So if anybody in, wants is starting in QA and has designs and asp- or designs haha, uh, aspirations for uh, being in design, then it's a, a good way to go. So I did uh, QA, managing QA teams, test automation in various oil and gas industries, uh, education systems, and then at one point I just said, you know what, I wanted to be a designer for games. I have to pursue this. So I took that QA and technical background I had, bridged it into the gaming industry, worked for EA for a bit, and then I ended up founding and running the QA teams at Next Level Games in Vancouver, working with Nintendo, um, at which point I was given the role of game director on a couple um, board game adaptations, because it's where kind of my game design expertise lied or laid. Um, so from there uh, just kind of been working in games for eight years or so and just leveraging my love of board games and all kinds of computer games to kind of work in this niche of adaptations very cool i'm sure a uh, board game history definitely helps with uh, tactics here Um, it's got a lot of the you know the 3d version of a board game well i I was gonna hype in here uh, and uh, basically sort of touch on the whole design aspect i mean i think you sort of said it was uh game design isn't just uh, well hey this is uh, for instance this is a mech i mean game design comes from all the rules um the actual level design the designs the systems i mean everything basically so it's it's multi-leveled and multi you know um tiered tiered yeah i think that's the correct word and so i mean um i know uh, the particular community college uh, that I was looking at, they they had you actually focus on board games because if you can make a board game, you know that's sort of like the fundamental design behind, you know, games. I mean, that's all it is, right? A game. Um, so. Well, I think that's why games like uh, Tetris exist in a world where there's, uh, you know, first-person 3D environments and so forth. I think gameplay is actually far more important than maybe uh, artwork or some of the more flashier things that people might see as being the more important part of a game. It's certainly the... um 
the, the experience that a player is having with your games and rules system, and that's a big part of design as, as well as just that the user experience. It's like, how does a player feel when they're, they're using this? I mean, the art affects that certainly, but ultimately if they're not having fun playing with the rules that you've put in, then you're, you've failed in the design. I was going to say how easy it is to pick up. Are the rules simple? Are they clear? You know, um, obviously when you're looking at something like a computer game, how is that information displayed to, you know, the player, you know, and that would come into the, the UI and, you know, how easy is it to navigate? You know, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and say, obviously, because you guys are doing, uh, you know, a, a mechware title, you know, things such as, you know, uh, armor and weapons and loadouts. And I know we've talked about that beforehand, but how easy is that for someone who has no idea, you know, what Battletech or mechware is to hop in there? And, oh, okay, I understand that, whether that's tutorials or UI and sort of directional, you know. I mean, there's a lot of things to keep in mind, and that falls all under design. So I think that's a really cool job. It's also the, what you're t- touching on there is the most challenging part of working on titles such as this, where uh, there's an effect called the drop book stun effect that happens when I take the rule books and drop them on somebody's desk, and the shockwave from the weight of the the rules books stun them. It's, <laughs> I uh, like that. We have to Shock overcome that. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's really um, this game has a lot of moving pieces to it, and it's really intimidating. Um, to new players, and this is why you see Catalyst putting out QSRs and all kinds of other materials to help bridge that gap into the more casual market, because there's certainly a dedicated, hardcore group of Battletech and MechWarrior fans out there that know everything inside and out, but we have to look beyond that and, and try to bring in as many new players uh, and not be, as a community, close to making things simpler and uh, having an easier set of rules for people to understand. I was going to say, and you guys actually sort of have a lucky in some essence you're not like uh you're not recreating things so you can use a lot of the foundation of what Battletech is i mean you have how many tro books you have i mean everything and because you guys are basing it off of Battletech, um you know you can adapt things that you need to here or there but pretty much you have a nice foundation of game rules and and stuff um so I'm, so I'm sure that helps. I'm just going to say that, yeah, sure, we're lucky that we have everything set out for us, but it's not a one-for-one translation, and it's it's been really difficult because, as uh, Chris was saying, dropping a player into a game this complicated, as complicated as Battletech, is overwhelming, and it's shocking, and a lot of people will not have a good emotional reaction to that because they're going to be frustrated, and they're just going to turn away. Um our whole goal with this game, and as Chris said, our biggest challenge is walking people through this super complicated game in bite-sized ways that make them feel good about what they're doing. We want to give them rock'em sock'em experience and then have them be able to understand why it is such a cool game, what the fiddly fundamental little details are that make all your decisions so important. And along with that, while we have the rules and while we have all this history and legacy to deal with it's also very difficult when we need to make any change or any small variance in the rules to make it easier to make it more streamlined to make it uh make more sense for our particular medium which is you know video games Cause, and online because it's a domino effect you change one thing and all you know affects a ton of things down the line that it, then you have to go change those as well to make sure yeah definitely i don't yeah 25 years integrated rules changing one Rule has all these knock-on effects, and it it's it's mind-boggling. I and mean, we've got to walk through each and every step every time someone suggests, "Hey, you know what would be cool if we just 
fixed this and made this a little faster. We're like, whoa, whoa, easy. Let's 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 think this through. And it takes us, you know, a good few hour meetings to 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 figure out exactly the all the ramifications. Okay, awesome. What I'm saying Sorry, is that we just don't make nilly really decisions just for the heck of it. We just of course. we just don't make decisions just for just just to feed our own egos. No, of course. And, tra- and anytime, it's like translating a novel to a movie, translating a, um, a board game to a video game. It's it's a very extensive, in-depth process and not easy at all. We understand that completely from being around these games for so long. Before we get into any more uh, specific um, MechWare Tactics-specific questions, and we'll get into some more in-depth questions, guys, in the, in the audience that are asking, we have three quick-fire questions for you guys, if you don't mind answering. Fire. Uh, Chris... All right, first question, and just fire off a quick answer. Favorite mech? Warhammer. Favorite Battletech novel? That's that Thackpole guy, right? <laughs> That's a good answer. And Davion or Steiner? Karita. There you go. Phil? All right, James. Davion or Steiner? More to Blake. Favorite Battletech novel? Shame of shame. I actually don't read any Battletech novels. I have not. Pitchforks have already risen in the live studio audience. All right, I am favorite <laughs> Mac. I'd have to say Jenner. Nice, a right. light, a light pilot. You know, Chris, you made Darren's day just by saying. Oh that. yeah, the Warhammer man, all the way, all the way, all the way. So, what is uh, each of you, whichever one wants to answer first? What's your BattleTech Mac Warrior history? Obviously, uh, one of you has read maybe a novel or two, the other not. But what is your history with the Battletech, and uh, did you play the board game? Were you introduced with the video games? Why don't you give us your story? Alright, I'll go first. Um, started playing the video game first, and my neighbor's computer was, I think it was, uh, he had brand new 386 one Christmas, and had the original uh, Mech Warrior game, and was just fascinated by it. Had heard of it. My local kind of uh, game shop had some of the original box rules. And by that point, I was actually already playing D&D. So transition to other tabletop, especially ones with giant robots, was definitely exciting. So I've been playing since, wow, 89, I guess, around there. Um, off and on throughout the years, but definitely always kind of kept a keen interest uh skipped a few iterations and then got reinvigorated of course as this project kind of ramped up and uh have been doing tabletop stuff whenever i get the chance i guess uh, a question i have for for both of you that sort of answers this but what what's been your favorite battle tech mech warrior game so far i well you can't really categorize battle tech and mech warrior but what's been your favorite mech warrior game i guess I'm looking Looking at James for an answer. I would say Mech Warrior 2 for nostalgia, but I mean, I got to say MWO is looking pretty sharp. I like that. <laughs> Good yeah, answer. I see what you did there. Good answer, yeah. <laughs> no, James, but, uh, what about you? What's your history? Uh, my history, actually, in board games, I uh, seem to have skipped uh, Battletech for a long time. I was uh, taken and enamored with Warhammer 40k and, and Fantasy Battle and, and Space Lock and all the whole games workshop thing. So I didn't have any time for any other miniature games whatsoever. And Looking at, at Battletech in the store, I was always thinking, I just one robot? I don't understand this. I, I would control four? I, this doesn't seem, make sense <laughs> to me. So I passed by. Um, my first MechWarrior game, though, was MechWarrior 2. Uh, I just I fell really hard for that for a long, 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 long time. Uh, getting back on track, um, I eventually found my way over to, to Battletech. And, um, I mean, that's my first game, I would have to say, would be MechWarrior. And that's how I got into everything. Yeah, MechWarrior 2 is a big, big one for me. I, I 
Likewise. I honestly say just how many thousands of hours poured into that. And it was all single player offline. I never played it online. So, you know, that's, that goes, uh, that goes far. So I, I have a question and, and Chris, uh, you can answer this first is tactics. Why now? Why, why, why are we seeing, uh, tactics and your own personal opinion? And then obviously as a developer, why now? Why not? No, <laughs> no I agree. Actually. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, I think that it was time for MechWarrior to make, uh, its way back in a big way in the, in the online, uh, certainly for MechWarrior tactics, um, the, kind of the convergence of the technology for online games and the bubble of free-to-play seemed to present itself as a really good opportunity for us to put a title out there that um, would kind of match what, you know, the the original IGP, what they wanted to do with it, uh, the publishing house, and then also was in line with the kind of game that we wanted to develop at, at Roadhouse. So it uh, the stars aligned. Uh, it, it's certainly been a long time coming from my personal perspective to have a new game come out that is in the style of tabletop. I agree with that completely. Uh, James, do you have anything to add to that, or you just does that sound good? Sounds all good. I mean, first of all, the inception of uh, tactics being brought about was from some really dedicated hardcore fans that had tried years and years and years to secure the rights, secure the money, to secure everything, and and put these projects in place, both MWO and MechWarrior Tactics. So the inception of tactics uh, can pretty pretty much be attributed to a handful of people that work at Roadhouse and at IGP and are on the scene. Well, we like to uh, definitely show our appreciation to those people that brought us these two exciting titles. And, it, and it's funny that I almost consider what you guys are doing more battle tech than I do MechWarrior. And I guess that is mainly because I always distinguish, you know, MechWarrior being, you know, the first person, or you know, you know, you're in the cockpit, and don't forget third th- person. Yeah, <laughs> never gonna let that go. Uh, and then you, what you guys are doing is the. The tabletop, I mean, granted, yes, it's not the exact same. You're doing an electronic version, you're making changes, but I don't know. For me, I just feel like you guys are doing the next evolution of the tabletop game um, and making that into a, you know, electronic, uh, you know, median. I mean, that's just how I look at it, so. Well, we're pretty careful to draw the distinction the fact that we're not doing a direct adaptation of Battletech. So it's key for us. I mean, we were um, certainly inspired by that, but we're taking it in a different direction. And this is where some of the schism comes in the, the community in that people were expecting a awesome 3D version of Mega Mech, which we are not making. Um, those guys have done an awesome job over the last 10 plus years of, of translating the tabletop core stuff to an online experience. We are going for something that um, at its core can be appreciated by hardcore fans of the Battletech universe, but at the same time, ideally would for everybody to make some money on, on this end is, you know, appeal to a wider audience, uh, breathe some new life into Battletech. Um, like I said, widen that audience out and just really, you know, we work, we work with Catalyst. I work with Randall Bills quite a bit and the goal uh, across both teams is to help promote Battletech and MechWarrior so that the brand itself can grow 
quite a bit, right? We, we support them, uh, they support us. We want to make sure that we're driving players towards tabletop and they're driving players toward online uh, and not in like a, you know, you scratch my back, you know, we'll scratch yours kind of thing. But just for the, at least in my perspective, the holistic growth of this game across the world. You know, I'd love to see this make a huge resurgence and everybody play Battletech. I agree. You know, and that's what we're 100% about at uh, NGNG is is the community and, and, you know, supporting everything Battletech and MechWarrior because uh, the more, you know, any one entity succeeds and, and brings Battletech or MechWarrior to no, the world... No, I'll, I'll tell you why, Darren. It's because I'm not going to go another 10 damn years without seeing a <laughs> game again because someone screwed up or sold out and... Well, anyways. Um, yes. Rant over. Oh, so... I do have a little bit of experience with um, the game engine you guys chose and Unity Engine. Um, can you guys just sort of just touch on real lightly why you chose that? Was it because of the ease of use and the fast art pipeline and stuff like that, or was it was there other reasons? Um, yeah, that would, I mean, you, you pretty much you pretty much hit it on, on the head. Um, just the, the the power of of Unity and what we can do with Unity. I mean. It's it's shocking and surprising what the team has been able to do uh, to make this game look so good with such a small group and a few talented artists and a few talented programmers. And Unity has allowed us to uh, bring a browser-based game uh, that doesn't require any client download, which I think is a huge win for this space. And Unity has allowed us to develop at a far rapid pace uh, than other other engines that were out there and other options that were available to us. Yeah, I think Unity is uh, one of the the biggest progressions in game engines out there that I've seen in a long time. When I first saw, you know, I don't want to plug another game, but I saw Battlestar Galactica uh, using the Unity engine. I was blown away. And then seeing, you know, your product, um, I think it is so amazing. It's cross-platform. Uh, it just makes it so easy to access the game and play the game. I think that was a brilliant move on your part, and I was very, very happy when I saw that that's what you guys were doing. All right, when you're developing a new MechWarrior online or a MechWarrior game, a new MechWarrior title, that ha- you know, and there hasn't really been anything for 10-plus years, um, what are some of the pros that come along with doing a new MechWarrior title, and what are some of the cons, essentially? So you can ask, answer those in whatever order you want. All right, one answer for both questions. The fans. I so saw that coming. Touche, good sir. Touche. Uh, I mean, the community is amazing, um, but they are very, they know what they like and they know what they don't like, and they're willing to argue and fall upon their own swords uh, for that stuff. So I think the challenge is trying to meet the fans' expectation in a 10 year gap of what a tabletop adaptation, and I'm using air quotes for those of you that can't see them. uh, would be versus making something that fits in today's uh, online space, right? The, the game design for online and even tabletop games has come so far uh, since Battletech was uh, first introduced to the world that it's time to kind of update to a more modern uh, design paradigm. Yeah, we really, the type of tightrope we walk is having to validate people's nostalgia. And people have such good memories and long-term memories and memories from their childhood and great battles that they remember and things that they really enjoyed about the game. And we have to make sure that we don't lose that. But as Chris said, we honestly, because of when we're making this, we have to update it. We have to change it. We have to make it our own as well. And I think you're doing a great job of uh, doing that. You know, everything that I've seen 
uh, following all your updates and um, all the info you post on your website, it definitely looks like you're making a unique game, something we haven't seen in the Battletech MechWarrior universe before. And as I've said many times and will say many more times, I can't wait to play it and one be a part of that community. Features, one of the coolest features that you guys are implementing, um, and I remember, Darren, uh, you were looking at it back way, I think, in GDC, and you were talking about it, and Chris, you mentioned on it was, we're going to be able to play something come up we'll be able to log off come back at any given time any place as long as we can log into a web browser that supports unity and boom it's right there and i think that is just like the coolest thing ever because yeah, we I mean, are we're, we're busy and and it's, it's nice to have that sort of right yeah you know, the, the, right the, the, the spur of the moment scheduling one of the things that's always kept us from doing more in-depth um you know, games of Mega Mech or, you know, even tabletop people that I play with around my area is just how long it takes to set up and how long it takes to get going. And, you know, oftentimes, too many times, especially when we have families and work and so forth, we can't put that time aside to to make it happen. And so to me, this represents something that's going to enable us to, uh, you know, almost like every day you do a different chess move when you're playing with somebody on chess online you can totally just do it at your own schedule at your own pace and with as many different players and different games going as you want i think that is uh just awesome and going to make it so much more accessible and uh fun for everybody to play i was going to say chris james i don't i don't know are you guys aware of the drinking rules (laughs) is our Uh, audience drinking I wanted to just quickly point this out about our game too, that mechs are in units and that there's four mechs in every unit. And so that's four cockpits. That's one cockpit, two cockpit, three cockpits, four cockpits per mech <laughs> Bam! in the units. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be week. able to talk. Yeah, he, does, he plays every week. He's right there. So, <laughs> All right. So There you go, audience. Jumping into one of the, the next things is you guys actually just posted uh, up on the 14th uh, on your website. Uh, another description of um, uh, Core basically tech. what Cortec and what that is, and a breakdown. Obviously, it's it's a pretty lengthy thing, but one of the things that I'm going to take out of this and we can discuss is you guys are jumping down the rabbit hole. You said screw the top, let's just right down the middle. I mean, all in or nothing, in- baby. You're doing engine, you're doing gyro, you're doing actuators. Heat, I mean, like, no one's done actuators. Like, no MechWarrior game has let you take out or put in or swap out or anything like that as far as actuators. You guys do realize, like, you'll be the first, as far as I know, and I've played quite a bit of, you know, MechWarrior, so... It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we, you know, it's um, this is that fine line between meeting fans' expectations about what a tabletop adaptation is, and then also taking things that are interesting, and um, you know, trying to even simplify those systems. So, for anybody that's read that that core tech uh, article or previous articles that I've written for the forums. Um, we're just trying to reveal a little bit more, open up the hood so that players, uh, whether they're part of the current beta or whether they're just generally in the community waiting impatiently for beta keys, um, they can kind of start to understand the depth of this game and what we're trying to do with it, the level of customization. Um, and I'm 
tell me if I'm wrong or not, but I'm trying to, over the course of the previous articles, bring it up a little bit, a little more high level, so it's not lambasting brand new players with all kinds of crazy technical details that if you're not familiar with the tabletop, then you wouldn't understand. So I want to make continue these articles with um, everybody in mind. So it's, hey, come join us in MechWarrior Tactics. You know, this is all the cool stuff we've got. Um, not only am I going to be talking about card types, but we'll talk about maps and strategies and all kinds of cool stuff as, as, the, uh, as the weeks progress. Okay, MechWarrior Online has role warfare. Do you see that playing a big part now? Obviously, that's design-based and stuff, you know, like radar and line of sight and all that, where... Mecha Online is taking the approach of, you know, scouts and using that information that you gather and, you know, can you touch on is something, uh, are you going to have something similar or, or is that something that you can touch on later on down the road? Or That's something, oh, is it not applicable? It, um... So MechWare Online has a very specific design uh, for their role warfare, and that's incorporated into their first slash third person, whatever they're going to be doing with that, um, the their game. So for us, the roles for the player is really how they're going to construct their mechs and how they want to facilitate that. We are reserving the design space, as I uh, maybe alluded to briefly in my Cortec, for sensors and that kind of gameplay down the road. Um, we don't have anything explicitly around sorry role warfare uh, other than you know the way that you build your mech are you a fast scout are you going to get up there really fast um, try to get in behind your opponents are you going to be the overseer laden catapult with uh, you know just lambasting people with awesome LRM 15s from afar um, are you going to be the you know rock'em sock'em stomper and take your awesome or your stalker straight up the middle of the battlefield draw some fire but hopefully getting close enough to hit them with a really low hit penalty so it's really about how you build your mech and how you're going to approach the battlefield yeah I was going to say is I'm sorry uh, James go ahead uh, no I, I was going to say um, to to uh, uh, flesh out Chris's points, um, our role warfare really stems from our pilots, which is something kind of interesting that we've done with this game. And the pilots that you choose to pilot your mechs are uh, going to sort of dictate the roles that your mechs take. Yeah, it seems to me with as customizable as the, the everything is, that really the roles would be customizable as well. Like you, if you want to use a light mech as um, you know a heavy weapons platform or whatever, I mean, it's totally up to the player to create uh you know their lance that works best for them and their style of play it seems to me like pretty much everything in this game is customizable including the roles well that sort of reminds me of like mech commander uh specifically mech commander 2 when they got into and this follows MechWarrior role play um as far as the the role playing uh guide and being able to you know basically steer your mech warrior into a certain role but basically mech commander 2 that's what they did is you know hey you got a laser specialist and they you know um, benefited from using laser weapon URO. He's a light mech specialist. And you can see where translation is. Lower modifiers, easier to hit, um, you know, their targets and stuff like that. So that's actually really cool. And that sort of drives me into our next point is, Chris and, and James, you can tell me, can't say anything, that's perfectly fine. What can we look forward to in the next, like, six months time frame? 
And the driving anything? factor of this question, too, is that we have a lot of um, fans and uh, listeners to the show, both shows, that uh, are, you know, chomping at the bit to get their beta keys, um, including a lot of members of the NGNG crew and so forth. Is there anything that we you can announce that we might be able to expect in the next six months? Uh, we're certainly going to be moving towards our open beta. We're really driving towards that uh, quite hard. Uh, and in order to actually go open beta we have to make sure that we have a pretty big beta community so in terms of closed beta the plans are uh over time to ramp up our number of closed beta uh, users and then when we feel comfortable with the game we want it to be really awesome and you know i'm not going to steal anything directly from blizzard but you know when it's ready it's ready we want it to be really good everybody that we've talked to so far in the community has been really positive and supportive of that you know make a good game they can see where we're going they don't want us to release something uh publicly and say well this is awful right this isn't what i expected uh so we want to kind of manage those expectations uh everybody to have a positive experience everybody to love it and uh just get it out there as quickly as we can at a high quality level i was gonna say Oh, sorry. I was going to say for the next six months, though, uh, as Chris said, uh, yeah, definitely. We're, we're pushing really hard for open beta, and we're ramping up the closed beta invites uh, pretty aggressively. Um, this next six months is answering questions like that is, is, is really difficult because um, even now, even our small closed beta community um, is is having a big influence in how in, in dictating where we're prioritizing our development costs and our development time. So in in six months... Uh, we have ideas where we want to go. We don't want to uh, sort of steer the community in in a, in a direction that gets them all riled up and, and, and excited but doesn't really solve their problems. So having a active community that constantly talks to us and tells us what aggravates them or what they're really happy about is going to be nothing but beneficial for them because we're going to say, they like that, we'll give them more of that. They don't like that, let's cut it. Well, that was obviously a loaded question, and we understood that completely, and that it's hard to... We, we don't want to pin you down on dates. We want the product to be ready, uh, especially with this hardcore, fanatic, rabid uh, community. I love the Blizzard mentality. I, yes. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I love when a developer says, we're going to take our damn time. You're going to get what you get when we say it's ready. And I mean, I have no problem with that when a developer, because that comes to me, says, well, these guys actually care. They don't want to get a product out there too early. And of course, the negative repercussions and when you do, you know, go too early and ball, I'm just, uh, And we will, of course, continue to encourage all of our listeners to support you guys as far as even just feedback, um, you know, getting on your forums and ask the dev threads and all that stuff. We appreciate that. All right, so what are some long-term goals? Um, I, I, I Actually, scratch that. I'm just going to ask Centurion. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mike, radio silence. Is that appropriate at this point? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm the one that uh, made this question, so I would like to ask it. Um, just, and this can be, this is like essentially off the record. This isn't, so everybody hear this this isn't them giving any dates or them saying anything for sure but what are some of your long-term dreams hopes wishes you know with mech warrior tactics uh, I, I smell a trap i don't know about you james but uh <laughs> take this, over this the is world not the trap you're looking a, for a deadly question um for me i i want so long-term goals for the game obviously i want more people than that 
I want more people that currently play Battletech to play NetWarrior Tactics. So I want new people to come in and play it. Um, in terms of features, I really want us to build a world and an experience that um, people that love MechWarrior, love Battletech, feel at home in. So we're building fiction, we're building missions and maps and, and pieces of history that uh, players are like, oh my god, I just I totally remember this when it was in this novel, or I played this scenario you know, 20 years ago and it was awesome, and then they, they have that kind of nostalgic wave, and it encourages them to tell their friends, and they all come in, everybody's having fun and they're enjoying it. Um, for me, that's the, the biggest thing for hopes and dreams. Uh, you know, eventually, we get into... We just we, we're successful enough. Enough people love the game that we can advance the timeline far enough to get the other half of the the BattleTech universe in terms of the, the people that love the clans in there as well, and that uh, everybody's having a great time. Oh, those silly clanners! I used to be one of those kids. Yeah. Thirty twenty five for life. I'm actually glad you guys picked that time frame. I think, uh, you know, it, personally, I think there's a lot of history there, and I'm actually. You know, I'm I'm surprised we haven't seen more of pre, you know, thirty fifteen. You know, say hey, well, I, let's go back to between all those, you know, succession wars and stuff. Anyways, that's a, that's another podcast entirely. So, Derek. Yeah, well, we want to thank you both for uh, being here today. We totally appreciate you taking time out of your uh, workday to join us and uh, tip a few beers back. So, thank you for that, and we hope that you have a wonderful weekend. And uh, we look forward to hearing a lot more from you guys. Oh, uh, my pleasure. It's always awesome to be on here and talk to you guys and the community. And anytime that we get a chance to kind of interface and answer questions, it's great. So um, thank you very much. Yeah, Jay. same here. I always, always enjoy um, talking to the community. It's, it's always uh, really interesting. And uh, I just... It's, it's validating working on this project and talking to the community and finding out how excited and, and, and civil people are. Yo, Holland, you mean civil is I'm not this forum troll on the forum? Oh, yeah. We're actually, <laughs> I, 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 I don't hear anything. I don't hear any gnashing of teeth. Um, <laughs> even people that disagree with us, and we, we go to a lot of, of uh, events, even people who adamantly disagree with decisions we have consciously made um i don't fear for my life i don't think they're going to shank me i think they're going to walk away disagreeing with me and be okay with it yeah and and that's a big thing and me and darren always push that is communication and being able to sit down have an adult discussion and conversation instead of just jumping to the to the pitchforks and you know if we can if we can make that happen with the battletech and mech warrior community think what we could do with just international politics Oh, God, don't even think. Anyways, we, we just want to basically say we're all behind you guys as far as NGNG. If there's anything you guys need from us, let us know, and we'll try to facilitate that as uh, quick as possible. So, again, James, it was great to meet you. Can't wait to have you on the show again. And, of course, Chris Clarou. Thank you. Yes, that's correct. Well done. <laughs> Congratulations, um, Phil. Yeah, I know, right? Yes, I passed. Uh, again, Chris, it was, it was a pleasure, and uh, thank as you again for being on the show. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. And uh, hopefully, you know, everybody uh, out there, have a great weekend. Play some Battletech if you get a chance. Roll some dice and uh, get in touch next week on the forums for the next column. Get another sneak peek into the inside of what's coming down the pipe for MechWarrior Tactics.
Excellent. And speaking of community, if you are a part of our community and appreciating the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast, that includes our regular podcast and the Mechs, Devs, and Beer podcast here, uh, please, if you have the ability to go to our donations page right now and help support NGHG, set up a recurring donation if you can, $1, $5, $10, anything helps and matters and uh, makes a difference for us. So we appreciate all of you listening. And of course, uh, feedback. We want your feedback. Go to our website, register. You only have to do it once. Uh, you log in once. It keeps you logged in unless you like clear your you know, cash in and stuff like that. But anyways, um, it allows you to basically post uh, comments on the uh, Mech of the Week, community questions, any topics. And as well, you can check us out on Facebook. Uh, it's actually really nice to be able to post something, and we have direct feedback within literally minutes. And speaking of Facebook, we're up to 1400 118 people so i just want to say thank you so much for all the new likes and for everyone out there that's new and i mean it's so awesome to be able to post up hey you know what's your favorite you know battle mech and you guys are literally just pouring in the the responses so again thank you so much and uh you know it's just been amazing i just want to say again thank you to darren and all of our crew for putting up with me and doing all the editing and you know i'm sure hey don't forget about uh, our twitter account as well you can tweet us or twit us or whatever uh at no guts no galaxy don't show me your tweet don't worry i won't this was your local no guts no galaxy mech devs and beer podcast we hope you enjoyed tonight's show this is phil and this is darren until next time mech warrior
let's get out of here. Feel your pain for the drinks, right? <laughs>